KTRS and uh, Talk Radio today is going to do something uh, that Talk Radio does best, and that is hear from the community. Uh, you know how much of a big fan I am of Great Rivers Greenway. In terms of full disclosure, I sat on that board for a number of years uh, until I had to reluctantly, they had to rip the seat from my dead, cold fingers after I moved out of St. Charles. Uh, but um, Great Rivers Greenway continues, and it is a... Um, organization which is doing great work in which you should know about and it is very much into community outreach and community uh, engagement and so if you have a question about the trails the bike paths where they're going how they're going well you're in luck because emma clues from great rose greenway is here to answer all of your questions emma welcome to big 550 ktrs good morning thank you for having me how long have you been there Seven years. Okay. The organization has been around 20 years? Basically, yep. The vote of the people was in the year 2000, November 2000. And then every 10 years you have to go back to the public? Um, No, we will go back for a renewal of the second tax proposition in 2033. 2033. Yep. And uh, that's sort of a... uh, report card on how you're doing and if the community wants it to keep going. and Yeah, that we do every five years in terms of updating our strategic plan and hearing from folks on how we're doing. The actual technical vote is 2033. Gotcha. Okay. Yep. And, and just in, so people understand what's going on, Gravers Greenway was also the organization that was chosen to funnel the tax dollars for the arch grounds as well. Yes, all the City Arch River project was an alliance of many partners, and we were the stewards of those public yeah. dollars. And so a lot of people get sort of get confused as to what's the difference. So Great Rivers Greenway sort of uh, helped with that and was the, the public part of that. Great Rivers Greenway finished with the Gateway Arch? Almost. There are still some renovations happening in the old courthouse, but all of the arch grounds, um, Riverfront and Keener Plaza is all yeah. finished. Uh, how many uh, are the awards uh, still coming in or are they yet to be uh, given out? How wonderful the arch grounds look for <laughs> There everything. have been several awards, actually. It, it is phenomenal. Just just a tremendous job and hats off to everybody uh, who's been involved. OK, here are the phone numbers. 314-931-5877. 314-931-5877. Those are the phone numbers. If you have a question, now is a wonderful time to ask uh, Emma about um, the, uh, the bike trails, uh, the trails, the hiking trails, uh, where they're going, how they're going, what's the plan. Um, here's a wonderful opportunity, so don't miss it. So those are the phone numbers. Also, you can text your questions uh, to 84 84- one two six. Text your co- uh, questions to eight four one two six. Let's get going here. A couple of things. You have some federal grants. Explain this, and, and what's the point of of these comments? Yes. So the greenways are connecting the region with the local sales tax dollars, but then we also try to leverage the local investment here with federal grants. So we have applied for two different grants, and um, those are out for public comment right now through East West Gateway, our region's. Um, administrator of those grants. So it's called CMAC. It's Congestion Mitigation and Air Quality. Um, so if anyone would like to weigh in on this, there are two picks. One is the Brickline Greenway, and this is about expanding the greenway from where it ends at Sarah Street over to the Grand Metrolink Station along that Metrolink right-of-way. And then the other project is the St. Vincent Greenway. That is uh, construction funding to construct the missing link between uh, Worley Avenue and St. Charles Rock Road in Pagedale. So both of those are out for public comment, and if you visit our website at 
greatriversgreenway.org slash news. It's the first news item on there, and folks can leave a public comment by October 11th. So you have won the grants, or you're still trying to go for the grants? We're still trying to go for the grants. So part of the pro- uh, process is to open it up for public comment and hear if, if folks would like this. Another interesting thing about Great Rivers Greenway, which I don't think a lot of people realize, is yes, you, there's a the sales tax portion on, on everything you buy with sales tax. But you guys do an amazing job at going out and getting grants as well as private funds, too. Yes. So we have a 501c3 nonprofit, the Great Rivers Greenway Foundation, that also helps to be able to take in private donations, you know, foundations, other private grants, those types of things. So we we feel like people want the greenways faster than we can build them. So we're trying to find as many different dollars as possible. And a lot of people think, oh, it's just funded by tax dollars. And yes, it is. But you also go out and get these grants and everything else. So it's not just the tax dollars, which is a great way to go about doing things. All right. And public comments. So the public comments are meant for what? Do do we want these upgrades? Do we want these connections? Yeah, basically the, the folks really like to hear from the community about whether that's the type of project that they should fund. So lots of different folks have applied for that grant and then, um, you know, commenting on whether this is a great idea, people would like it, they would use it. Um, If there are any concerns or questions or anything, um, that's open for a comment right now. Yeah. The the St. Vincent Greenway, where is that? That's not fully constructed yet. No, this is actually going to be one of the last missing links. So it starts at the Missouri History Museum in Forest Park and then goes all the way to the North Hanley Metrolink Station north of the University of Missouri St. Louis campus so it's almost finished but there's a uh, about a two mile missing gap a little bit of that is under construction now and then this last funding piece is for that last missing link Uh, yeah that st vincent greenway that's been a really important um uh part of well, let's talk about that for a moment. Yeah, it's kind of amazing because if you think about, you know, picture yourself at the Missouri History Museum and you want to go to, um, let's say you're headed to Umsel for a class or to go to the Two Hill. You don't typically think, oh, I'll just walk or ride my bike. But it's really, you know, about six miles between those two places as the crow flies or as the St. Vincent Greenway goes right. or will go. And um, that's an exciting opportunity. It also parallels seven different Metrolink stations. So it's a very easy hop on, hopping on and off of transit as you go. And it's really um, an important you know, transportation option. Yeah. Uh, it also help transform some of that area between the two. You know, that's the hope that with the greenways that they can be a catalyst for other changes, strengthening the neighborhoods along the way. We've seen amazing results with Trojan Park in Wellston. Um, folks love that park and lots of amazing community events happen there. Yeah, it's it's um, it's all right. And then the Brookline Greenway. Let's just get this one too. Uh, the plan's out there, but you want to expand it. So this is what this federal grant would do is and take it another couple of feet. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes. <extra>. Yeah. <laughs> the big the big plan is to go from Forest Park to the Gateway Arch, from Fairground Park to Tower Grove Park and some kind of loop in the middle. Right. And so this particular there's one little bitty segment that's real in the world right now um, at the Cortex Metrolink station, which was also actually a federal grant going in with by state and Cortex on building the greenway when they were putting in that new station. And so this particular grant that we've applied for is to extend that um, further along the Metrolink right-of-way to the Grand Metrolink Station, which is the busiest transit stop in the whole system. That 70 grand bus is gotcha. a huge okay. component. Yep. Right. Uh, what is the River to Pair Trash Bash? Well, River to Pair Trash Bash is coming up every October. Uh, Great Rivers Greenway, along with many other partners, uh, works together to get trash, litter, debris out of River to Pair and the, the creeks along the way. 
Um, so this year, because of COVID, we've been doing it in a little bit different way. Um, so you can sign up for a specific site, a specific spot along that watershed. And then basically between October 16th and 23rd, you can pick up your supplies from a couple spots around town and then go out and pick up trash with your own group. So it really helps. It's hugely important, and we appreciate everyone's efforts. You collect and get off of the area 200 tons of waste. Is that possible? Over the last couple of years, that has been the running total through that event and several other volunteer events as well. But yeah, there's since like 2016, volunteers have given more than 40,000 hours of service along the greenways, which is incredible. You've done, you've taken more than 4,000 tires Yes, <laughs> 4,000 tires it, to give you a visual. If you stacked those up on top of each other, it would be six times taller than the Gateway Arch. And you're taking them from the the trails, from the river area? Where are you taking them from? Mostly the waterways. There's some litter along the, the greenways themselves, but most of the trash bash is really trying to get in the, the waterways and alongside and the creeks that feed into that water. And so you're always looking for volunteers. Absolutely, yes. So people can sign up at stltrashbash.org. Wow. Why would you throw a tire in a in a watershed? It just makes and no just sense. And just four thousand people did it. <laughs> Holy mackerel! Yeah, right, right. One idiot you yeah. think do it, or one person had four thousand tires. Uh, sure, maybe. Um, you're also looking for some uh, imp- uh, so to hire. What's going on here? We are. We are hiring for two positions right now. They are listed on our website at greatriversgreenway.org slash jobs. And uh, we use ZipRecruiter. It's free to use, so you can sign up through that. There are two positions. One is financial analyst, and the other is outreach coordinator. What does the outreach coordinator do? So this is a position that really helps us to be present at lots of different community events. Basically, anytime you see us having our table or a booth at Earth Day or Festival of Nations or an employee fair or a volunteer, you know, day on on campus, um, those are the types of things that this person finds and signs us up for and then has, you know, make sure staff and all of our materials are there so we can connect to people where they are. Uh, You use Zip Recruiter. Yes, for the jobs. So you go put your, uh, what, you go and find the posting on Zip Recruiter? Yeah, you can link to it from our website, so you can start there if you want. Um, but just an FYI that folks will have to get a free Zip Recruiter account to put their information in. If you, if somebody sends you a resume on Zip Recruiter, uh, Zip Recruiter, do you read it or does it go through some? We read them all. You read yeah. them all. all right. <laughs> it helps, the Zip Recruiter helps us to have them all in one place. Gotcha. Okay, cool. Uh, let's talk about this before we take a break. Uh, Emma Clues with us from Great Rivers Greenway. We are taking some some phone calls. If you have questions about uh, the bike trails and, and uh, walking trails and, and everything else, um, text your uh, questions and more than happy to give us a call, 314-931-5877. The other thing um, that I don't think people realize is that um, – you guys work in conjunction with communities and um, MoDOT and developers when they're developing subdivisions. And if they call you, they can you can help them. They can help you, right? Sort of extra bike paths, or we weren't planning on this, but we're doing this. Oh, we can we can uh, double up and do it that way as opposed to this way, right? I mean, that's all part of the thing as well. Absolutely. A big piece of our work is coordinating with any other possible projects or activities going on nearby. Sometimes that's a, a private developer, perhaps, where we might, um, you know, collaborate so we can share any of the learnings or knowledge that we have about you know, both pathways, but also like stormwater management and best practices. Um, You know, as a public agency, we put all of our design guidelines out on our website. Like, please, if if that can help anyone, by all means. Um, And then we're also just coordinating so that no one, nobody is reinventing the wheel or working on top of each other. So 
there might be a time where we have to delay a project for six months, but it's because Metropolitan Sewer District was going to come in and have to rip it up anyway. So glad we coordinated and did all right. those things at the right time. So those types of things we are constantly coordinating. Uh, I-44 um, towards 141, they're redoing that bridge. Mm. There's going to be a bike path on that thing? Yes, the bridge over the Merrimack River. Yeah. Yep, so MoDOT just cut the ribbon on the traffic lane part of it. And the if you can look, if you're going out there, on just to the side, you'll see um, in progress is the separated bridge, but right alongside 44 for people walking and biking. That That is so huge. Um, people don't realize... What is that is going to open up after that's completed? It's it's a once-in-a-generation opportunity. You don't cross rivers all the time with right. a major bridge. So we're thrilled to be working with Missouri Department of Transportation and also the cities surrounding it. So it was a unique partnership. We um, put in funding for the um, part of the structure of the bridge, and then Missouri Department of Transportation did some of that as well. And then Sunset Hills, Kirkwood, and Fenton all collaborated and also applied for a St. Louis Park um, Municipal Grant. And so between all of those different partners, funding the ramps up to get up to the bridge, you know, coming down is there a little trailhead, like those types of things. So that's all in the works now. It's under construction and will be finished in the next couple of years. But I don't think people realize, you know, a lot of people love to bash local governments and local organizations. But I don't think people realize the coordination that had to go on to get that done. That could have been stopped a hundred different ways. Anybody could have, you know, put something in the spokes and killed it. Um, but everybody came together. Everybody worked. The fact that they were going to redo the bridge anyway mm-hmm. opened up the opportunity now for everybody to work together. And when it's all said and done, that's going to have amazing possibilities. Absolutely. Th- that kind of a barrier is is not something that is, like I said, easily overcome. The uh, the idea of a, a big river. Is, yeah. it's not, and so yeah. if you're trying to, you know, commute or get to school or just, you know, get some exercise, people use the greenways in all different kinds of ways. But those kinds of connections don't come around very yeah. often. Yeah, you never could have been able to do it on your own. Right. Right? And it would have cost way too much money. But because they were redoing the bridge anyway, you collaborated, you got together, people were communicating. It all worked out. All right, uh, got some text line uh, questions here for you. Great. Uh, bike trail still possible connecting to City Foundry with elevated rail? Yes. So the city foundry, the development um, near Ikea in Midtown, right. there is an abandoned uh, railroad trestle that crosses Vandeventer there. So that's we're pursuing that right now to be able to have that as a piece of the brick line that would come into the foundry at an elevated level, literally at our front door. Our offices are in the city foundry. And so um, then continue out to, to Forest Park Avenue. So that trestle is empty right, right now? Correct. And you guys would want to turn it into a little bridge area or something. That's the dream. Yep. People could could cross over. So basically right behind Ikea, yeah. they would be able to come up and cross cool over the bridge. That'd be a cool little bike path there. Absolutely. Yeah. And we have, we don't have the, construction has not started on that yet. We're still working through the logistics, but we have set the piers within the foundry so that when we do come through, that drilling is already done. Pretty good stuff. All right. Uh, hold that thought. Emma Clues with uh, Great Rivers Greenway. Line up. Phone line, phone numbers. 314-931-5877. 314-931-5877. Now's your time to ask somebody who knows all about the trails with Great Rivers Greenway. It's a great opportunity um, and uh, for you to learn and for them to hear your inputs and questions. So 314-931-5877 or text your comments to the John Beal text line 84126. to St. Louis, Great Rivers Greenway is not one of them. We've done this right from the very beginning. Emma Clues with us 
from Great Rivers Greenway opening up for questions and uh, phone calls. 314-931-5877. 314-931-5877. Or text your comments to 84126. Um, I know you're, you're biased. I'm biased. Um, Great Rivers Greenway really is a model for around the world for creating and sort of connecting neighborhoods through trails, correct? I mean, I am biased, but sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean there, there are other people who have done it. There are other places you're learning from, but the public-private partnership has been pretty extraordinary. Yeah, and there are some unique things happening here. So we do certainly study other you know cities and, and regions of around the world to learn from them, but it is very rare to come across a similar organization that was set up by a vote of the people um, that came from community engagement about what people want to see in their region and serves three counties and 120 different towns. That is pretty unique. A lot of the systems that you might see in other cities that you visit are done by that city or that municipality um, or perhaps like a state park system or something like that. And so to have this specific regional three-county district is fairly unique setup. It's easier to – it's easier. It's not easy. It's easier to build a bike path when you're dealing with one town. Oftentimes, you're dealing with seven towns. Correct. And, and sometimes two counties and right, couple cities. Right. And, and they may or may not have ever like been in a room together or collaborated together on something. And so we're, we're thrilled to bring them together and see what happens after that. Uh, let's see here. Um, from the 314, I'd like to see Graver's Greenway buying up properties along our tributaries. I think that would be a biggest bang for our buck, preserving our endangered ecosystems. It's obvious our politicians do not care. I think Graver's Greenway is our only hope. Well, no pressure. No, no, I agree. That's a great question. Uh, we we basically our goal is is twofold when it comes to conservation and um, the greenways. So in terms of land acquisition, we aren't necessarily always trying to own the land ourselves, but we do want to make sure that the land along those waterways is important floodplain and should be protected. So sometimes that means we might buy a parcel like that. Sometimes it means that we would get an easement or that um, perhaps some of our other public partners, state parks or Missouri Department of Conservation or St. Louis County Parks or et cetera, other folks might purchase it, but then we work together to build the greenway. So there's lots of ways to make that happen, but those floodplain lands are very important. And it, it brings up a good point. I know sometimes folks are disappointed when a greenway might be closed uh, because of flooding. But again, we would rather have a small path be underwater than that water be causing damage or destruction or danger to humans or buildings or anything so like that. So when you build the trails, you are certainly aware of the flooding and the issues and everything else. That's all part of the plan. Correct. In some of those places. Yep. Yeah. Some of those floodplains. And we're then doing as much as we can to restore the ecosystem along the way and put in, you know, native habitat and, and plants that will help to filter that water, slow it down, spread it out, soak it up. Are you seeing, here's another question. I'll sort of expand on it. Are you seeing, uh, how accurate are you in your projecting of the bike trails where they're flooding? Are they flooding more? And is there damage done because of the flooding? Flooding is definitely an increasing problem in the St. Louis region. I mean, it's happening more and more frequently and to higher degrees. Um, so we are noticing that impact. We Typically, the greenways are built to flood, and they are withstanding the floods fairly well. There are a couple of places, for instance, um, in Earth City, the Missouri Greenway, where that it's just not going to be feasible to have a paved path next to the Missouri River. Right. It's just too powerful. Yeah. Um, and so there are a couple spots where we're adjusting, but for the most part, they are built to flood, and then it's just a matter of being able to get out there with our partners and clean it up. With, with, with that being said, when the arch was rebuilt, 
uh, they rebuilt a lot of that knowing that the flooding was going to come. And so that's been reinforced. And Yes, the riverfront right in front of the arch, that the Lenore K. Sullivan Boulevard is the name of the street. That was both raised um, a couple of feet to try to mitigate against some of that flooding, but it could only be raised so far. Um, so the rest of it was basically reinforced. Like the, the railings have held up really well, the bike racks, the benches. Everything was built to flood, and it has performed incredibly well. Uh, also, people don't know this, and I'll ask you this question. All of those bricks on the riverfront that had to be disturbed when you rebuilt the arch, did all those bricks have to go back in the exact same spot they were in? I, that is a great question. The cobblestones yeah. on the levee itself definitely went back in. Whether they went in the same spot, I would have to defer to the technical experts. Right. But they definitely were preserved. They're still there. You can will, check them out. I will wait for that answer okay. uh, on the follow-up. <laughs> what is the difference between Great Rivers Greenway and TrailNet, and why don't you two join forces? That is a great question, and you'll be pleased to know we've been having um, calls the last, like, six months because we've been trying to make sure it's really clear to the community. So we've, we are working on a little um, fact sheet to explain. So Great Rivers Greenway is a public agency that's building the greenways to connect the whole region together. In a nutshell, that's how we work. TrailNet is a nonprofit organization that is focused on advocacy, education, and planning. So sometimes if a municipality might be doing a you know plan for their streets um, to make them more biking and walking friendly, they might advise them on those types of things. Uh, they're doing bike rides and community events and um, you know fix-a-flat classes, things like that, um, whereas we are more on the infrastructure side. So we partner together and collaborate quite a bit, but we have different missions and, for instance, a nonprofit like TrailNet can do more advocacy work. We are a government organization. We're, we're not going to typically do that kind of You have work. been empowered by the voters. Yes. Great, uh, TrailNet is empowered by their nonprofit. Yeah, and they have donors and members that support their mission. Right. So basically there's there are two pieces of the overall puzzle of you know making the region a more vibrant place to, to live and walk and bike and get around, um, but coming at it from two slightly different angles. Yeah, uh, really interesting. Okay, uh, is the Greenway... And the trails reducing the crime rates. So greenways are a way to, you know, get people more connected to their neighborhoods and to each other and to have a little bit more, um, you know, they call eyes on the street, like folks watching out for each other and and moving around the community. So those can be great contributors to reducing crime. Um, We also have seen, for instance, sometimes when we're going through, if there were some specific spots that were perhaps um, challenges for the neighborhood before having some investment and having folks paying more attention to that can be something that really helps strengthen that area. How many people use the trails on a given year? Well, this is a question that changed during COVID in a good way, actually. Um, We had about 2 million visits on average trips, so not necessarily unique people, but 2 million trips. Um, And then we saw a huge increase to almost 3 million um, in 2020. Really? Yes. So 3 million people used the trails at some point in 2020. 3 million trips taken on the greenways, uh, to our best estimate. We have counters out there that can sense when folks are passing by. Uh, so it's it's always going to be a little bit of an estimate, but that's that's our best guess. Three million. How does that compare to other regions? Can you can you figure? I mean, does does Indianapolis have as many trips? Is it Im- impossible to tell? It's a little bit tricky to tell. So, for instance, the Indianapolis Cultural Trail, theirs is about eight miles, and we have a hundred and twenty eight in our system overall. But we're spread out across three con- three counties, right? And theirs is in the downtown area. Well, so that's why when you compare or talk about Illinois or um, Indy. As fine as it is, it's significantly smaller. Well, it's it's um, denser, you know, yeah. like yeah. where the where their trail goes is denser. So, so. A, a, another 
issue with Great Rivers Greenway that you guys just ha- have to deal with, that, that other communities don't have to deal with. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Max, you're on line one. Oh, she doesn't have uh, headphones. Oh, I do. Oh, you, you do have headphones. All right. Uh, Max, you're on line one. What is your question for Emma Clues from Great Rivers? I got, I, I got my cans on. Yes, good morning. I have a question about the old Chain of Rocks Bridge. Yes. Are they still going to, or, or when will they redo the parking lot? And what about plans to, because I've seen art, artists rendering, to rebuild the skinny little, I guess you would call it the toll building, because that's what it was used for in its day. And the idea now would be used for security as well as maybe a small gift store. Max. Hey, you got it. Max, thanks for the phone call. Emma, what do you think? Yeah, Max said it. So we are working on that project design right now to finalize all of the plans um, with a lot of great input from stakeholders and the neighbors nearby. Uh, we also received a almost $1 million grant from the National Park Service recently for that project. So the plans are at 95%, meaning very close, obviously, to being fully finished. And the construction will happen in the next, begin in the next couple of months um, to renovate that parking lot and and like you said, there will be renovated um, parking for folks. There will be a uh, pavilion. There will be a little um, the the building, sort of the the gatehouse, if you will, to with automatic gates to be able to open and close that parking lot. Um, and then also restoring some of the prairie and wetland and habitats on the site as well. So in other words, it could be like a park and ride. You park there and then take your bike and ride down to the arch and ride back. Absolutely. Yeah, that's now that's been a dream for a long time, hasn't it? It has the the old Chain Rocks Bridge is an incredible you know piece of history in our right. region. It, it was part of Historic Route sixty six. It's where you can see eagles in the winter time. Yeah. Um, you know they're on the Chain of Rocks, so it's a really amazing place. Yeah, to get that sort of t- it's great now, but if you could do all that stuff and make it, it'd be ten times better. Absolutely. Um, all right, let's do this. Um, uh, 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 what happens? Uh, uh, here, I'll just read it to you. Uh, Willie, um, can we break or can we keep going? We go. Uh, three and four. Can we? Can you call a park ranger if you encounter a hostile person? Depends on where you are, but yes, obviously, if you have an emergency, call nine one one wherever you are. And um, if you're on a greenway with a sign where it has a red um, locator code, a couple of numbers and letters at the bottom of that sign, that can help um, you know emergency personnel locate where you are. So if you're not sure, you know maybe cross streets or anything like that. Some of the greenways are monitored and, and operated by different partners, so you might you know, have St. Louis County Parks rangers available, but it really depends on where you are to, to what that is. But again, in an emergency, just call 911. And oftentimes the town in which the trail is in also helps with the safety and security and cleanup and all that. Yes, they are charged with those primary duties. We just supplement and support um, if anyone needs help. 314-931-5877, 314-931-5877, or text your comments to Emma Clues at 84126. we got a couple more we'll get through here. 843, Big 550, KTRS. Emma Clues joins us from Great Rivers Greenway, taking your questions on the text line 84126. That's the John Beale text line. And uh, we have a couple minutes for some uh, calls, too, if you want. Uh, 314-931-5877. Here's a question for you. What is allowed on the trails? Uh, golf carts, motorized bikes, strollers. What's What are the rules? Great question. 
Everyone is welcome on the greenways in terms of walking, biking, running, strollers, wheelchairs. Uh, to our knowledge, nowhere in the region are electric bikes prohibited, so those are totally welcome as well. Golf carts really varies by municipality. Most of the time they are not allowed on the greenways, um, but some different communities, I think Cottleville, have exceptions to that and, and do welcome golf carts. So if you have a question about it, check with your local place. But for the most part, all of those other things, anything what, besides a car or a motorcycle. What about Lime bikes and uh, those scooters? Scooter, yep, welcome. Oh, they're also welcome? Yes. Okay. Um, is there a – oh, are there any tours to familiarize riders with different trails? Yes, we do have some tours. Um, some of them are walking tours. Some of them are history with, you know, different partners. Some of them are bird watching with our friends at Audubon. Um, so you can check greatriversgreenway.org slash events to learn more about those opportunities. Do you take donations? We do. Again, greatriversgreenway.org slash support. Um, but if you just go to our homepage, you can find all of those things right on the top menu there. And and we love to, to get um, feedback and donations from folks about anything on the greenways. Do you work with MCT in Illinois and other connection points with them? Yes. So actually, when we were created by that vote of the people, there was a similar district created in Illinois, and they then distribute funding to MCT, which is Madison County Transit, Madison County Trails. And so we connect um, at the Old Chain of Rocks Bridge. The, the ways that you can get to Illinois are the Old Chain of Rocks Bridge, um, the McKinley Bridge, and the Eads Bridge are the are the easiest connection points. Um, I will tell you that that, um, and I know you're still. We were talking about the Chain and Rocks Bridge. We got a lot of questions about the Chain and Rocks Bridge. Um, that bike trail from the Arch to the Train of Rocks Bridge and back. I used to do that quite a bit. That is fun. I mean, you. It's industrial. It's parks. It's the Chain and Rocks Bridge. It's the Arch. It's the. It's the. Um, the Eads Bridge. I mean, you see a lot of history in that nice little twenty-minute bike ride. You really do, and and like you said, there's a mix of you know here's a barge unloading grain into a you know industrial working riverfront, and then I saw a deer and a turkey one day, and yeah. then I go past the Mary Meacham site, the Underground Railroad site, a couple miles north of the Arch, uh, and then like I mean, there's there's so much to see and experience. Yeah, there. it's really very fun. Um, uh, uh, along the Metro uh, bus rides. Do you guys coordinate with that at all? Yes. So on the on the website, all of our greenways are listed by the different access points and how you can get there. So there's a listing for whether it connects to MetroLink, MetroBus, car, you know, bike or walking, all of the different access points. And then, you know, anytime we put up an event, we also put how you can get there. Uh, is St. Charles involved? And how do you divvy up the money between counties? Yes. So we serve St. Louis City, St. Louis County, and St. Charles County. Um, we have two sales tax funds that people voted for. The second of those, and we're getting in the weeds here, but this is, you know, what yeah, they're yeah, asking right. about. Um, the second of those, St. Charles County did not put on the ballot. So there is a little bit less funding for St. Charles County compared to the other two counties because that's what they put in. So when we do our budget every year, we try to make sure that we're investing across all three counties. Because of the nature of these projects, you know, the, the bridges that we put in over 364.94 in St. Charles County are going to be more expensive. So, you know, you might not see as many projects in a given year because we're focusing on our investment on a huge, overcoming a huge barrier. Um, but then another year, you know, there might be more of a on the ground greenway and you might see several miles go in. Here's another question about that uh, bridge uh, over 364, the Page Avenue extension. Um, and I'm paraphrasing here. The last time I was on that bridge, it was broken. Did you fix it? 
So the bridges I was talking about are across 364 and 94 in St. Charles County. The Page Extension Bridge um, that goes across the river. I think they're talking about some of the the on-ramps to those bridges over 94. Oh, oh! There, there had been a repair. Yes, yes. those are all finished. Okay. Yes, that was. I think it was last year. But yes, okay. absolutely. Uh, firearms allowed on the greenways. That would be up to the local jurisdiction. Gotcha. If you exercise in the greenway, can you have yoga classes and a Starbucks coffee house? <laughs> I will personally <laughs> staff a Starbucks coffee house. No, uh, we we do have partners that activate the greenways with programs like that. So sometimes we have uh, you know seen yoga classes or boot camp or what have you happening, um, and we would love to see more pop up markets and and small businesses along the way. If anyone's interested, please. Connect with us. Um, let's talk real quick. We have just a few minutes left. Um, so you've talked about the brick line, which is the 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 big one. That's the that's the giant one that you're going to be working on for the next ten years, and you're still in the planning stages and various. What else are you excited over over the next couple of years? Give us some smaller projects that you're excited about. Yeah, we talked earlier about the St. Vincent Greenway, and there is progress. There's two small pieces of that in construction right now. So we're extending um, from Trojan Park through Wellston, connecting to that Metrolink station over to Robert Powell Place, and then up on the St. Charles Rock Road, coordinating with the Missouri Department of Transportation as they redo that road to be able to connect the St. Vincent County Park, which is an incredible park, over to that Metrolink station. So that will be a part of that future connection as well. Um, The other thing that is new is there is a new building in Keener Plaza. So this was the very last step of um, improving Keener Plaza, and it's a visitor services building. Um, so Explore St. Louis, our partners are there with visitor information and you know maps and tourism info. And then Jefferson National Parks Association, another partner who runs the Arch Store, they are selling some goodies in there. And we have our security guard to be able to monitor and check on the park. Um, and then it's also a great facility to be able to store you know all of our equipment and tools to take care of all the plants tables and chairs that are set out for people to enjoy their lunch at Keener Plaza. And so, you know, feel free to check that out. uh, And it is ready to go. One of the things that um, I am uh, had no idea how phenomenal Great Rivers Greenway was until I really learned about the trail that you built along 55 Mm. um, that opened, I guess, a little while now, I guess, two years ago, maybe a year and a half. Yeah, year and a half. Yeah. Um, that sort of helped connect some of that Grant's trail. Talk about that for a moment, because what you had to do and the hoops you had to go through and the things you had to overcome, pretty extraordinary. Now, if you're driving on 55 and you see a trail with bikes and people, this is what happened. Tell people about this. Yeah, this is the connector between the River to Pear Greenway through the city of St. Louis and Gravoy Greenway, also known as Grant's Trail, that goes from Kirkwood um, all the way, and now they're fully connected together. So this was about a two-mile segment, and it includes a bridge over Bayless Avenue, because if you've ever been on Bayless Avenue, it's you know huge, but it also has on and off ramps. So this is a, kind of a scary place for someone to be, for instance, crossing the street with a stroller. So we've got a bridge over that, then there is a tunnel under Weber Road under that on-ramp, and then a bridge over the river to pair itself. So even though it was only two miles, it kind of packs a punch in terms of infrastructure. Yeah. And then at the same time, there are high power transmission lines from Ameren running overhead. So you can't build the bridge too high because you got to kind of thread that needle. So and we, you had to get right of ways from every single business all the way along the line. Right. And working again with Missouri Department of Transportation along the highway right of way. And so, again, our goal isn't necessarily to buy everything and own everything. It's just to work with whoever we can to bring the greenways to life for the community. Somebody says, uh, go in the front. Somebody says, go in the back, right? So you got to go in the back and the front and go in the side and no, you can't come here. So we got to go around and through and up and down. A Herculean task when you get right down to it. And that took 
years. Honestly, finding that alignment and, and designing, we, we originally had tried to go a, a near closer to Gravoy Creek, um, better part of 10 years to figure out the exact possible route with all of those technical implications. Yeah, pretty extraordinary stuff. Great Rivers Greenway. What is the website to find out more? GreatRiversGreenway.org. Simple as that. They're looking, uh, ZipRecruiter.com, if you're looking for a couple of jobs. Also, let's, uh, the River to Pair Trash Bash. How do we get in, involved there? STLTrashBash.org. It's October 16th through 23rd. There you go. And um, comments for federal grants. Yes, it's on our news section of our website, and it's by October 11th. Please and thank you. Emma Close, thanks for coming in. Thank you so much.